Welcome to episode number 85 of Taken With You for September 12, 2010. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. This week, I got my hands on a new iPad at Best Buy and more. <laughs> <laughs> Not only are we going to talk about the new iPad, or but the new iPod Touch that just came out or comes out this week. Um, I'm going to talk about hosting treks in sci-fi. Nathan uh, did a parody song we're going to play for you. And then our topic of the day is school days, getting the most out of lifelong learning. It'll be interesting. Trust me. If you go to school or you've been to school or you just want to learn, stick around. Have you worked it out yet? Do you know yet where you are? What this miraculous machine is? He asked, casually puffing on a cigar. Rose didn't respond. There was nothing to say. Just let him be done and go. Do you want to hear a story? He asked, not bothering to wait for a response. It's a sad story, really. Maybe it ought to be a fairy tale. That's it. Really, it should start with something along the lines of Once upon a time... Sarah and Jones are nearing their destination, each day moving closer to answers and betrayal. Past, present, and future will all come together at NASA, the last human outpost. It's time for the dreaming to end and everyone to wake up. But while the dreaming is over, the nightmare has only just begun. for two double episodes co-written by Stefan Sonic and Simon Meddings. Church and State and the End of All Dreams. The Martians Are Here podcast, not for the faint of heart. Boy, I had quite a challenge on this last one. Okay. Yeah, I had to do this scene... I don't want to give away spoilers if people aren't listening, but uh, I had to do a scene where um, one of the characters in the in the show passes away. Aww. Yeah, but it's not what everybody thinks. Anyway, it was really... You know what? I've noticed with this story that nothing is what anybody thinks. It's true. It, it's sci-fi, definitely. And, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit... Kind of a little bit like Twilight Zone-ish because... Nothing is as it seems. Ah, yes. You've picked up on that, have you? Yes, I have. I've well, been anyway, a bit confused at times, but I, I, I think had, I'm supposed to be. I had like to, lost. Yeah. I had, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. I had to do a um, this really interesting um, background for a person being underwater. Uh-huh. And so I had to come up with all these different ideas on how to make it sound like it was underwater. You know what I used? What? 15 different tracks. 15 tracks. Yep. And out of those 15 tracks, one of them was a kid with an underwater camera in his pool in his backyard off of YouTube. Hmm. And I recorded that and then slowed it down four times. And then I got real whale songs. Mm-hmm. And then I got um, an iron gate being opened and shut, and I slowed that down. Hmm. And as a result... 
Okay, are we going to hear a little sample here? Do you want to? Sure, let's listen to a minute or so. All right, let me find it. Okay. I have to find it. There's a lot of music in this. Let's see, I think this one is called Rest in Pieces. Rest in Pieces, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, this minute. There Sounds we go. like someone hammering. No, it's not hammering. I don't know how much they're going to be able to hear this, but... Anyway, this part goes in there, and then... Um, pretty soon you'll hear a, a splashing sound, and then they go underwater, and then you'll hear the... You ready? Here it comes. There's also a scuba diver in there. What do you think? Pretty intense. It's like you do feel like you're kind of underwater, That's but the with the orchestra. Idea. Well, there's no orchestra there yet. Well, I hear the piano playing with it. Oh, there's going to be an explosion. Are you ready? Will it hurt my ears? No. Yeah. I hear a heartbeat. Here it comes. Now you can hear orchestra going on. Here comes the good part. Now they're going to break through the surface of the water. What do you think? It's, it's very unique. I don't think I've ever heard anything quite like that. It's cool. Now here comes the explosion. Might hurt your ears. You keep on telling me there's an explosion. I just don't want I you to be like jump it. out of your chair when it happens. There you go. Now the violins. The orchestra comes in. You like that? Mm-hmm. So very lonely because we've had a character pass away in this scene. So to hear actually what happened, you have to listen to the program. The Martians are here. 
podcast. Is there chapter twenty one? Is there a reading over this instrumental piece? Of course there is. Okay. You wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah, well, you kind of were describing a little bit. Not really. Not really. Okay, you didn't want to give too much away. No. I did another one that you really love. What do you think? Um, this is a war scene. Jones is in Iraq in a flashback. I think we don't want to give away too much. What do you because, think? Because you know how much I love electric guitar. That's awesome, right? Explosions, machine guns. Isn't that awesome? It sounds like you could write the music for one of those video games I don't like. Exactly. That's what I was trying to do. Uh, that's awesome, isn't it? I am a peaceful person. I like quiet. Let stuff. me show you the part where it all slows down. Let me see if I can find it. I've got to find it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I promise I won't do this very long. I just can't remember where it's in in the song. <laughs> I should know. I'm taking my earphones off for oh, a while. Oh, there it is. Okay, okay. So at one point, the soldier... Okay, at one point... No, you gotta... Okay, now it slows down, and his whole life goes in front of him. The life flashing before you thing, huh? Yes. That's what I'm trying to convey in this, because there's bullets flying all around him. And a grenade launcher. Confusing and weird and spacey. And then, it all kicks back up again. What do you think? Um, I love you. You don't have to yell at me. Oh, I'm sorry. There's loud music in my ears. So, I love you. I just... That wouldn't be my favorite piece. That was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, for you. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely guy music. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, okay, now let's talk about... Okay, so that's the Martians Are Here podcast, if you ever want to listen to that. I do the music and the narration, and Stephen... Or Stephen. Sorry, Stephen. (coughs) Excuse me. Stephen Sonic. And um, uh, Simon Meddings actually wrote part of that chapter. Chapter 21, which is out now at themartiansarehere.com. Check it out. It's really fun. And you get to hear the music and the narration and the whole thing. And the story's wild. And check it out. We'll be right back. No, let's just go right into what's going on at our house, shall we? Okay. All right. So this weekend, we went to church up in Olympia to Reality Church. Had a great time. It was a good service. And uh, they had a great great worship band on Sunday. It was really excellent. Mm-hmm. Good message. And uh, anyway, so on the way home, we decided, since my son was very excited about uh, getting a new computer. Yeah, the old one died. Yeah, he saved up his money and wanted to buy a computer. So we had searched around for a lot of different things. And we finally went to Best Buy, and he found one he liked. Mm-hmm. So he buys the computer, and then on our way out, I looked over and I saw that they had the um, display of the iPads. I'd never actually picked one up. The iDrools, you mean? iDrool, yes. And uh, so we went over, and I played with it, and then got you to come over and play with it as well. I didn't touch it. Why? Because it's just not my thing. Catherine was cool, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, see, Catherine liked it. Yeah, 
I, I probably would like it. I just don't want to spend $600 for another gadget. Yeah, but did you see it was $100 less than it had been? No, because I, I really... I noticed that. They're, they're still spendy. Really cool. I actually looked up Take Him With You on, on the web browser there and Wi-Fi and got in there, downloaded a parody song. That was fun. You know, I'm not sure if it was just because the store was loud, but I couldn't hear anything. Well, yeah, this is a big, huge retail store. You're not going to hear anything on it. Hmm. It was really cool, so, though. So I'm wondering if how loud it is if you're just trying to, like, if you wanted to watch Netflix on it or... I'm sure it's loud do enough. Do something. Sure. Yeah. I, cause Got an earphone can, jack, though. Okay, because... Yeah, we couldn't hear it in the store. Well, anyway, it was really cool. Yeah, you and Steve Jobs or whatever his name is. No, I don't, I don't know about him, he, but he I... Likes, he, he likes making gadgets for you to drool over. Yeah, well, and speaking of that, not only did they uh, have those out on display, they were going to get in here in a week or so, something exciting, the the new generation of iPod Touches. Mm. Now, the new ones, this is really interesting. I have an iPod Touch second generation, so when the upgrades happened, um, mine didn't do so well. However, I have to say that the new fix for the software on the new iPod Touch, or on the iPod Touches, has mm-hmm. actually made them faster, hasn't it, Catherine? Yeah. Before it was like taking the juice out of the battery whenever mm-hmm. I just had it in sleep. Yeah. Kind of and, and now it doesn't suck the battery down as bad. So that's good. So I can actually mm-hmm. use it again, using it a lot lately. And anyway, the new ones have, are you ready for this, has a camera front and back. Mm-hmm. So you can do chatting back, you know, you can do live chat. Like, like, remember, we thought that that was way off in the future in science fiction. Mm-hmm. If somebody could hold a device and talk to somebody else on the other side. And now we do it with Skype every day, but you now can do it with the new iPod Touch. I wonder if they got the idea off of Warehouse 13 because they have a no, little dear, thing that does dear. that. That idea has been around <laughs> since Dick Tracy. In the, oh, that's true. You know, that's I mean, true. remember Electro Woman and Dinah Girl? Did they have little... They had watches. Remember they had the big watches? They were cool, yeah. Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. I remember watching it, and it was kind of cheesy, just like the old Batman, the pow, bang, wow thing, yeah. Does anybody else in our audience remember Electro Woman and Dinah Girl? Um, I don't know. They're not talking loud enough. (laughs) Catherine doesn't. Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. Sorry, I won't sing it again. It was really good. It was really... I enjoyed it, it was, as a kid. No, it was really cheesy. It was very cheesy. It was even more cheesy than like Wonder Woman or Buck Rogers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, it was a good kid show. Hey, guess what I got to do last week? I had a whole bunch of projects last week, didn't I? You had a lot of projects. A lot of stuff going on. I got to host uh, Rico Dosti's Trex in Sci-Fi program. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how many podcasts you did last week because you did our podcast and our midweek booster. Then mm-hmm. you did Rico Dosti's Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. Yes, and then, then I did the Martians did the Are Here Martians podcast. podcast. Yeah, I think you that were, was it. You were just a podcasting maniac last week. M- maniac? Well, I how don't about know. machine? I was machine. a podcasting machine. Well, I feel better now that I'm on all these drugs. Well, you better clarify what kind of drugs you're on. <laughs> blood pressure medicine. Yeah. And and blood sugar medicine and, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah. Anyway. So your your numbers are getting better for your Yes. Blood sugar Thanks, everybody, pressure. for praying for me. I really appreciate it. Yes. Keep praying. i got a ways to go, but uh, it's going, so that's mm-hmm. good. And pray that he keeps going on walks with me because that really helps. I know. You think that that's the... It is. It is the best thing to do is go on a walk with your wife 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, I got to host Treks in Sci-Fi, and it was the episode of the Next Generation Star Trek episode called Conspiracy. Um, one of my least favorite episodes it's, ever. Okay, this is the, now just for everybody listening. This is the episode where um, the Enterprise goes back to Earth because they think that there is a conspiracy to take over the Federation. And apparently these little alien things have crawled into the mouths of the admirals and taken over their brain activity, and they're trying to take over the Federation. Yeah, I don't like it. And there's all sorts of... It was a great one. It was disgusting, actually. No, it was really awesome. And then at the end, the ultimate in science fiction scenes where this Commander Remick is... um, Which people don't really like him, so they weren't really sad about what happened next. But but the, but the alien queen lived on the inside of him. And John Luke and Riker shot him, and his head exploded like a meat puppet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was it was totally sci-fi, totally B, disgusting B movie. It was totally disgusting. Fantastic scene. And so I commissioned my son, who Nathan is now you know down at uh, George Fox University in Oregon, and he's still a, a Star Trek fan. He doesn't he doesn't talk about it a whole lot because not everybody understands. And I understand what he means. But anyway, um, he is really good at this kind of this auto-tune stuff that they have out. The new music like Fire, or kind not Firefly, like but Owl City. City. Yeah. And so I took the Owl City song, Fireflies, mm-hmm. and I commissioned him to sing my lyrics to the conspiracy thing. And so I thought it'd be fun to play that song this morning. I think he did a really good or job. Or today. Yeah. Or whenever you're listening to this. Could be <laughs> night. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, here's my son, Nathan. It's hilarious. Did we, we didn't play this already, did we? I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't think we did. I think we played it on Treks and Sci-Fi is what we did. Yeah. yeah okay. So let. Okay. You're doing too many podcasts. They all start it, jumbling right? together. Straight, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here it is. This is called Fireflies. Actually called Enterprise. Um, sung by my son, Nathan, and his roommate. So mm-hmm. here you go. Conspiracy on Enterprise Is that the way it flies? A message sent from Walker Keel Priority message C To meet the Bondi to Lex B The captain's gathering a old mining shaft I'd like to fly back soon, you see To planet Earth, please it's hard to say what's going on in Starfleet Cause everything is messed up it seems Cause I saw a thousand bugs When the admirals turned into thugs As they tried to get me to eat their food Riker he acted instead A fake tail out of his head He fooled them all and he shot some dead I'd like to fly back soon you see to planet Earth please warp 3 it's hard to say what's going on in Starfleet cause everything is messed up it seems we could be under alien attack Take the planet back Please take 
aliens they fill, fill, fill I'd like to fly back soon you see What's going on in Starfleet? Cause everything is messed up, it seems. I'd like to fly back soon, you see, to planet Earth. Please, warp three. It's hard to say what's going on in Starfleet. Cause everything is messed up, it seems. Planet Earth, please Warp 3 It's hard to say what's going on in Starfleet But I think it's a conspiracy There, what do you think? Our son Nathan singing I'm kind of partial because, you know, he's my son But I thought he did a good job on that Yeah, he was hilarious, actually Mm -hmm. And his roommate sang the backups Now, I have to give credit to whom credit (laughs) is due Um, What are you laughing about? Well, (coughs) because I've met his roommate I know, and it doesn't sound anything like that, does And he? And what's funny is his roommate looks like he should be on a football team or something. Yeah. You know, he's broad-shouldered. Yeah, very, very talented musician, though. Yeah, but but it, it was funny because at first I thought, well, maybe Ivy was doing backup, backups yeah. because um, <coughs> Michael, me. on purpose, sang kind of falsetto in the... Well, yeah, yeah, because it's Owl City. Anyway, I have to give credit to whom credit is due. Okay. My friend, um, Brett... Okay. From Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, Missouri. Is that where he's from? I thought I thought he was up north more like in Indiana or Oh or boy, someplace. Brett, I don't remember. Oh, uh, well Brett Hammond is his name. He's somewhere in the Midwest, I thought. He's a great guy. He's a yeah. listener to our podcast and uh, we were chatting one day and he goes, "Hey, I have got an idea for a parody song for you. You should really use uh, Owl City's Fireflies and do use Enterprise." And so that's been in the back of my head ever since. Mm-hmm. So, Brett, thank you. Yes. it's We'll give you all the credit. You're the man. You thought, in fact, he even had lines. We didn't use the actual lines that he wrote, but but he did have the idea. So I want to mm-hmm. give credit to Brett there for uh, my geocaching and cool pastor friend. We we actually were listening to one of his sermons here that other really day. really good, yeah. by the way. Hey, you should put more of your stuff online, Brett. In fact, you know what would be fun is to have him be a guest on the show. Yeah, would that be fun? We could do that with Skype. Yeah, we could. Maybe I can get him to be. Brett, will you be on the show? Nothing like putting on on the spot. Be on the show. We can talk about geocaching and your love for zombies. Yeah, and God. A pastor who loves zombies and God. That's that. That'd be an awesome name for the uh, for the for the show. Zombies and God, Hmm. or Jesus zombies. I think when you were a youth pastor, you did a, a sermon about zombies one time. The whole, yeah, I have. Yeah. I did that last last time on in October. It was zombie month. Oh, so maybe remember, that was, Remember yeah. I did the song, I Don't Want to Be a Zombie? Okay. I'll even play that when you're on, Brett, yeah. if you'll be on. Except for he might want to be a zombie. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe no. not. Who wants to be dead and have no brains? The living dead. The zombie. Not me. Not yeah. anybody I know. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay, so that's who, give give credit there for the uh, song, mm-hmm. and hopefully he'll be on the show. That'll be really fun. Hey, by the way, 
next week we have a special guest. We heard from uh, several of our listeners that they love it when we have interviews and different people on. Mm -hmm. And so we've invited our friend Wendell, who has been a real inspiration to me at least. Mm -hmm. Um, He had a real traumatic experience. Um, About a year ago he had his, um, was it his left foot? Yeah, his left foot amputated. Or part of his leg. About halfway up his... Leg. His calf, yeah. Yeah. So just below the knee. And he has... um, And through his faith in God and also um, in how he lives life, he has... He's an overcomer and he's done an amazing job at keeping a good attitude. And we thought Mm -hmm. it'd be fun for you to hear just a little bit about his story and how, how he's managed to keep a good attitude and now... His quality of life has gone up. Even though he doesn't have a leg, he's much happier and and feeling much better. And healthier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought that might be kind of a fun interview. Mm -hmm. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. Overcoming adversity? Uh, I think we've done a few of those. That's not not original. I don't know. But the other day I loved it when you, you accidentally messed up when you were telling me about that and you said overcoming diversity <laughs> that's <was> pretty funny <laughs> I'm going you really need to kind of like crash diversity. of the titans right yeah we, yeah. Both, we both do those little slips once in a while yeah well anyway it's going to be a great um episode next time so you'll have to um download it and listen to it it'll be very very cool okay um i think we're done talking about what's going on around our house is there anything else you wanted to say before we get into um all the other things that we're doing I don't think so. Okay. All right. Um, let me just say real quick, I am working on a brand new project, a new music project that's going to be coming out. Yep. And it's called what? Milky Way Orbit. No, it's called MW Orbit. Oh. MW Orbit is the name of the project. But I suggested the Milky Way But nobody Way knows part. what the rest of that stands for yet, so shh. Oh, okay. MW Orbit. M.W. Orbit is the name of the project. It's a follow-up to the Stargazer album, but it's a a short story along with um, music to go along with it. And so it's been quite a challenge. Um, I've been working on several uh, tracks of it, and uh, I'm just going to give them a little tiny taste. I can't even believe I'm doing this. I'm going to give them just a little taste. And this isn't finalized No, it's not final. This is like a rough draft. In studio working on it. So here's just a little bit of... One of the tracks that I'm working on right now. Uh, this one is particular. Set up, set it up. Uh, at one point, um, MW experiences a spatial phenomenon, and this is what my interpretation of that phenomenon is. Phenomenon. And of course, you're hearing it a little lower sounding than it would be, and it's not all the way mixed yet. can't believe I'm actually showing people some ideas. I'm not going to play very much of it. It'll be fun. Here it goes. What do you think? I'm not going to play any more then. Just done now. Oh, 
I've turned around to look at her and she's not there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Mom's not here. Why are you talking to I, I turned I turned over to talk to Amy and she's not sitting in their seat where she's supposed to be. She's well, gonna go get fish from the neighbor. Fish from the neighbor? Salmon? Oh, my neighbor just called and has a fresh salmon he just caught from the river or ocean or somewhere this morning. And called us and wanted to know if we wanted fresh salmon. Well, you know what? Yes, we do. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get this fish, and I'll be back in just a moment, and we will talk some more on Taking With You. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do Breeze TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean. Just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or itunes we'd be honored if you'd join us thank you okay so like um i stepped all right i tried to talk to you and you weren't there yeah it's because i got a call i know i already told everybody okay yeah you know what when someone offers to give you salmon caught that day yeah you take it you take it it's really good we'll 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 grill it for dinner for dinner tonight be very yummy yeah Good. Okay. So anyway, I was talking about my project MW Orbit, and I had somebody already donate a hundred dollars towards it. Cool. Yeah. So I saved that in a little envelope, and uh, I only need three hundred more bucks, and we can put out the project as soon as it's finished. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a hundred CDs with that, and it will be um, On distributed iTunes. to iTunes and Amazon and all that stuff. Yeah. So if everybody, if, if anybody out there wants to contribute towards the MW project, you're more than welcome. And of course, this is a good time to just say if if you want to make a donation to the podcast, they are very welcome and really appreciated. Helps us pay the bills here at the Moyers household and uh, we have all sorts of projects we're working on, but certainly could use a little more income. So if you like the program and it has helped you at all, um, you know, if everybody gave just a little bit, we'd have more than enough to continue on and do all the different things that we do. And that would be greatly appreciated. And you can find uh, links on our website at takehimwithyou.com. You just click on the Donate button, and it'll get you right to there. And if you if you just send it PayPal and you don't want to click on all the links, um, our PayPal address is rick at takehimwithyou.com is how you get to the... Okay. Yeah, how you do that. So it's my email address. Okay, great. Okay, so now let's see. We have talked about this, the project and all this aspect. I think we are going to go ahead and jump right into our subject for the day. We're going to be talking about school days. Um, all of us have gone to school mm-hmm. at least one time in our life, um, and some of us have gone to college and gone to classes and different things. And we're going to talk what, it, what about a school, the attitude at school, during school, after school, um, how to be a lifelong learner and the whole schmear. I bet everybody will benefit from this particular subject, and we'll get started in just a moment.
had I had mixed emotions about school. I think most of us did. Well, I think I liked I liked school later on in school. Like, well, I, I there were aspects of school I really enjoyed, and then there were the other aspects I didn't like about school. Yeah, I think I think that's the way it is with most people, though that that you have some things that you enjoy, and hopefully, and then you know there's some that you don't enjoy as much. Yeah, I guess. I I think for me, I really enjoyed I I it was bittersweet because part of it I really enjoyed the interaction and the pe- I'm a people person so I like to be around people. And I enjoyed that, but uh, I also didn't I didn't enjoy the bad parts of that too. So there's social aspects of it that was really fun for me in school all through grade school and stuff and junior high and high school, but I didn't like the the bad social parts of it where you got picked on or made fun of or, you know, because um, I don't know what it is when you get a bunch of kids together. They can be rather cruel. Mm-hmm. And so I guess for me, school, I really got a lot out of school. I had a lot of great opportunities afforded me and, and I enjoyed learning and I enjoyed uh, certain subjects. Some I didn't, you know, some some like one subject more than the other. Then there's the brainiacs who are just amazing. Yeah, my cousin was like that. I had some classes with him, (coughs) and he was a straight-A student. I I was an A-B student, and he, but he was like, he didn't even seem like he had to put any effort in that he just knew how to do all the chemistry and all the math, and but I was his buddy, and that helped me out, (laughs) because I (coughs) like, Paul, how do you do this again? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think whoever we are, whatever lot in life we have been given or or are participating in, um, we at one time or another need we get instruction somehow. We get school, mm-hmm. whether we're homeschooled or public schooled or private schooled or whatever schooled. Everybody at one time in their life is going to learn something. Everyone needs to be schooled. <laughs> yeah, we all need we all need that. And so I guess today's subject we're going to talk a little bit about um I thought it would be fun to talk about how what what did we do for some of the things that helped us succeed in school and maybe we could also talk about as parents now how do we help our kids as they're going through school because we, you know, when we were younger, we, we can talk a little bit about how our parents helped us and so on and so forth and, and what those things are. But I thought it might be fun to start off with and ask people the question, what do you what did you like or or do you like about school the most or didn't like? What, how did I ask it? Well, I'm getting there. Um, um, so I'm looking... I did a Facebook and a Twitter poll. Yeah. And got lots of comments. People really so... like to talk about this one. And um, and a lot of us, the, you know, the people our age, we're having kids going back to school this time of year. So it's on people's minds. The impromptu question you asked on Facebook mm-hmm. was, what was or is the hardest part of school What is the hardest you? part of school for you? Mm-hmm. Or okay. was, if you're right. like our age and, you know, have been through school. Well, on Twitter, Butterfly Amanda said, how long classes go for, semester or quarter? I do short classes that uh, are four to six weeks, um, only can't do longer because I get bored. Hmm. So the hardest part for her was the the length of the classes. right? Keeping the attention for the whole time. I think that's really common. I got another one on Twitter from Dangelis from the UK. says, the hardest thing about school for me was keeping my individuality and coping with those who didn't like the idea. Mm. They want everybody to be like, you know. Conform conform. into. Yeah. Yeah. And let me see. I got another one from Twitter. Um, 
What was the hardest part of school for anyone? Other kids, says my friend Chris Christopher. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, I understand that too. Uh, for some people, that is very, very difficult. And uh, and then another one from Twitter from our friend uh, Rick Pete uh, said, the hardest part about school is staying motivated to to do all the reading in the general ed courses that have nothing to do with your major. Mm. Yeah, the first couple years of college is like you're going through well, I think the, the same thing. Yeah, I know. think the educational system is looking at it and saying, if we can give a, a well-rounded person by the time they're out of college, which isn't really practical it really isn't true because how do you have a well-rounded person if they haven't experienced anything so it's kind of like i don't know it's interesting because i think a lot of times education i'm not putting it down i think education is great Mm -hmm. and it's proven that the more education you have the better income you'll earn during your lifetime that is totally Mm -hmm. parallel it's true but i also think that some people can put education up as a god in their life and make it the most important thing academia yeah and and it's like you know what i've known some pretty smart people that have absolutely no common sense yeah you know i've I've known some very 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 intelligent people that can't hardly get along in life because there can be a difference between book smarts and common sense yeah Yeah. and i think i think it's important to have both but but i think when you make when you make school your you're all in all. If if education is everything to you and there's nothing else in life, then you kind of miss the boat. Out of balance. Well, yeah, yeah. and then not now again. Please, if you're listening and you're in, in school, don't say that Rick and Amy don't think college is good for you. No, we we think college is great for you. Mm-hmm. And our, we we our oldest in fact in university. Yeah, and, and, our... and I and I would say to everybody, even if yeah. you're after college age, you're not in college. I think you still need to be a learner. Mm-hmm. Because being a lifelong learner is is, is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you like to hear some Facebook comments? Sure. Okay. Lori- what was the hardest part about school? Yeah. Lori says, finding time to study while dealing with everyday life. Ah, uh, yeah. And Wendy says, the social aspect, I was the fat girl at our school. Ooh. And they made, um, that made my life rough. The schoolwork was nothing, LOL. Well, you know what? I remember that aspect of it too. That was hard for me mm-hmm. uh, because they called me when I was um, a kid. I was pretty well after I had my appendix out after the sixth grade. I I started to gain weight, and things changed my metabolism and everything. And mm-hmm. then I didn't have the greatest habits and everything. And so, um, by the time I hit high school, I was a little bit overweight, and they called me a doughboy. That's what my nickname was. You were a cute little guy, though. Well, I wasn't too little after that. But then, then I marched it off in the marching band. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I've struggled with my weight, gosh, for years just because I do. Yeah. And so I understand what that's like to have kids make fun of you because of what you look like. Yeah. Wayne says, in high school, science was the most difficult about school. In college, it was trying to coordinate my classes with my work schedule. Yeah, that's always interesting. You know, it would be, it would be nice if we could just go to school and not have to worry about anything else at all. But yeah. we live in a world now where you got to have money for insurance and books and everything else, and so it's like you got to work at the same time. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Not everybody, but yeah, completely understood. Yeah, um, Jill says school was was hard for me as a whole. As a whole, school was hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. So Angie says, I went to a Christian school and messed out on the dances, prom, and the big graduation. I'm not mad about it. I just felt a little cheated out of the things that my best friends got to do. Yeah, you know, I know I know people that, that went to a Christian school and didn't get to experience Now, I personally went to school. I went to all the dances and the, well, not all of them, but a lot of them. And, 
and experience the social side of things because that's kind of what I did. And uh, and then our kids, of course, didn't go to those kind of things. Yeah, um, and well, I think I think Nathan sometimes thinks that, that he missed out. Except for now, <clears throat> he we were involved in a big church when he when they were kids. Yeah, we had alternatives. And he had well, and he had girls ask him to take them to prom, which you know back in my day that was kind of like a no no. Guys asked the girls, but this is today, so some girls asked him, and and um, he didn't want to go. But so he had the opportunity to go if he would have wanted. Yeah, but, yeah. Um. But they just, my boys weren't really into that. Um, but they kind of were a little upset with me because of being homeschooled till like 10th through 10th grade. Then they went to a community college and mm-hmm. did um, a program where they could finish up their high school and get a two-year college degree. at the same time, yeah. Um, I kind of pushed them. I did the mom thing. You know, mom's no best. You need to do this. I pushed them and, and really encouraged them to go through the gra- big graduation ceremony at the college since they didn't have one for high right, school. Right, And, um, you know, I, I don't know if they were very happy with me at the time. But, you know, I think later on in life, you kind of look back and you want to see those graduation pictures. And so that's mm-hmm. just a mom thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> yes. Okay. That. So Daniel says, uh, the time consumption, hardly have any time for anything else, it seems. Yeah, I remember that when I was in school, especially when I was doing sports too. Yeah, yeah. I was hardly ever home. I leave school, at, you know, or leave home at leave early home in the morning. At, and you know, six thirty-seven. Didn't get home sometimes till real late if we had an out-of-town game. Harry yeah. Harry said um, his least favorite thing in school was math. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I didn't like math at all. I was really fortunate though that I had a math professor that was getting into computers mm-hmm. back in the day. And he got me hooked into computers, and as a result of it, I passed my math classes because at that time you could take computer stuff and get your math credits. Uh, Can't do that anymore, but I did. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Troy says, remembering to drive 20 through the school zone after school starts. <laughs> That's the hardest part. <laughs> That's Yeah, funny. I think he might be thinking about that right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Um, Michael says, homework. Yeah. Casey said, in high school, there was definitely a social hierarchy that had super high standards in terms of who you interacted with. In college, it was trying to keep organized when you had no time whatsoever and also coming to grips with your newfound... Oh, just a minute. Have Independence. Independence. I, I clicked on next. More, I definitely more. preferred college. Yeah. Yeah, I Casey, think college I understand is, that too. Well, especially um, in our area where we have a community college, you just go to your classes and go home. There's, there's not as much of the whole peer pressure. I mean, there, it's there if you can, if well, you look okay, for it. Okay, let's look at the difference between, uh, now I don't know about in other countries, but here in the United States, we've got um, like elementary school, then we have yeah. intermediate school, and then Middle we have school. high school, yeah. and then we have college. And the college, college, I think the difference between college and other classes are, and other, other types of, of school, is the fact that you are paying the professors, you're paying them for your education. Whereas mm-hmm. in high school, our taxes and it's a public education. But when you go, to, you have an option to go to college or not, in, at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. And then you're paying for it. So you have, a, you know, anybody that has to pay for what they get has a little different respect for it than if they just get it handed to them. The, yeah, I, I think overall, I mean, there are some kids that they just go away for college cause to party because their parents are paying for it and they right. don't take it seriously. Right. But, um, you know, I noticed that 
like our son, he's paying for his college himself. So he takes it very he seriously. He takes it very seriously, and he, you know, he gets very good grades, and he works really hard. And, mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, we're yeah. going on. Um. Angie says, "Getting up early." Amen. <laughs> this is a, another mom. I understand. Yep. Randall said, having to take classes on things that I had no interest on and would never use later in life. Mm. I do do agree. Sometimes that feels like you're wasting your money on something like that. And, you know, yes and no. It depends. Again, are we going for the wealth? Are you going Mm -hmm. for that that degree, you know, or are you going for the knowledge in that specific um, area that you're working on? I Mm -hmm. understand that that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Stephanie says, algebra. It made no sense to me. It still doesn't. How can you solve an equation when more than one variable can make the equation correct? I know. Trust me. It, it's kind of it can be confusing sometimes. I've taught algebra now um, twice third, to my boys, and, and now then you're on your third, yeah, aspect. I've taught a little bit to Catherine. She's actually doing geometry this year, so oh, phew. yeah. Next year we're going to do the algebra. Lisa said social aspects definitely. I was the quiet kid who got picked on all the time. Also, I went to a Christian school until high school, so by the, by then my social skills were way behind my peers. I don't, you know, I I completely understand that. We have lots of friends and. Um, people that have gone through either Christian school or homeschool and different things. And and we do hear from time to time that the social aspect of it is different because in the high schools, you, you've already been with those people for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a pecking well, order. There's... And I, to me, it's like, well, maybe you haven't learned how to be mean as early as other people. Well, yeah, I mean, not all the time are not people. Not all the in... time. But I remember I got a comment from one of the teachers in my son's program at college, and they said they were going to really miss miss Andrew, and they talked about how when he first came, he was kind of quiet, and by the end of the two-year program, he was, uh, could tease everybody back, and, you know, yeah. and so I think, I think that is the hard part is, um, if you've been more sheltered, mm-hmm. to just kind of learn how to come out of yourself and interact with people and not not be as shy because yeah. sometimes people can be a little bit shy but yeah. i know andrew overcame that and nathan overcame that well i don't know if nathan was ever shy yeah so anyway andrew is more like me a little quieter so yeah. so where are we on our uh, melissa comments? okay melissa says my high school counselor didn't know what he was doing my senior year he had advised me um, that i didn't have the recommended science credits to graduate with my class and told me that I had to take science cl- uh, um, science class instead of putting me into physical science, which was for freshmen and sophomores. He put me in chemistry for seniors because he didn't want to feel out of um, out of place amongst. He didn't want me to, me feel. to feel out of place amongst the underclassmen. Chemistry had a prerequisite of physical science. I could not convince him that I was okay with being with the underclassmen. That was the most difficult year in school. I barely passed chemistry. Boy, you know, that's true. Yeah. Sometimes we get some really interesting advice from the folks that we're working with, and you got to really take into account what's going on and what's best for you. You know, I remember taking chemistry in high school, and I think I passed because I was a good kid and tried, but I didn't really understand much. Yeah. Thankfully, I had my cousin who was the... the genius in my class 
and um, I looked at what he was doing and tried to copy his experiments and stuff. I wasn't very gifted at chemistry. Okay, Debbie says, getting my kids up for it, LOL. Yeah, yes. Jen says, uh, the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Back there we that. go. Back to the peer pressure thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Simon says, French. Whenever in my, Whenever in my life will I go up to a French person and say, my ruler is under the table, or this is a cracker, or the bucket is now on my head. <laughs> Pointless learning that was difficult, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> Good, man. That's I, awesome. I just keep on thinking. I told them we already had one. <laughs> you English canigid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kathy. Okay. What does Kathy say? Kathy says, knowing that no matter what you do, that to half of the school, you'll never be good enough. So I gave up and did my own thing and didn't care by my senior year. Kathy. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Steve says motivation and caring, which is the hardest part in school sometimes. Yeah. Linda said history in high school and geography in college. I cannot remember what I've read. The same goes with the Bible for me. Just cannot remember. Some of us have a harder yeah. time remembering than others. I um, I have a, a little two-second story about that because in fifth grade I realized that I wasn't doing very good in my history class and I found the joy of taking notes yep notes and help taking notes and reading through notes yep. yeah so that but that helps I the older I get the more notes I have to take too yeah <laughs> okay Timothy says everything before high school wasn't bad high school was some of the worst years of my life an experience I'll never look fondly upon ever again so the worst part about school was high school. College is college. I'll get back to you in five years. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, have that feeling. Well, you know? I mean, there I mean, there are some pretty rough things that happened to me in high school and stuff, too. And I, even though I, I, I got through it, it, there's still things that, you know, to this day are hard to deal with because of the, not necessarily the educational part of it. It was the social aspect of it because... There were and there are classes of people in the in the thing. I guess or yeah. I don't know what you call it. Um, I don't know. There's just different. Um, there's there's different groups of people, and some groups can be very mean. I think junior high was my rough time, hmm. and then high school was pretty smooth sailing for me. I mean, I had a few rough days, but all in all, high school went pretty well. But um. But yeah, so anyway, everyone has like a difficult time, I think, at some time in their life. Carrie said, the hardest part for me now is watching how much my kids struggle, mostly because of uncaring and incompetent teachers in high school, and the whole college system is flawed. It's so wrong to be encouraged our kids to go to college and to start out life $50,000 in debt, only to find there isn't an abundance of jobs. Surely there's a better way. Oh, and by the way, my kids, I mean the one that I'm substitute teaching as well as my own. Hmm. Boy, she hits on something that's very interesting there, and I think yeah. that's really true. We, we've, we've made education so huge and mm-hmm. a, such a huge priority, which, again, we're not saying it's not. And just We've made it so big that our kids are graduating now massive in debt yeah. to get that education. And then at, at this point in time, the economy here in the United States is really rough. Yeah. So it's, they're not finding jobs that p- can pay for their school. I know. Well, one of my sons has chosen to get the two-year degree, which is a vocational thing, but is still trying to find full-time work in that. And the other one is working on his four-year degree um, in cinematography and multimedia. Mm-hmm. 
And it is scary. It makes mommies want to pray a lot <laughs> because yeah. thankfully the two-year degrees they got here locally and were able to come out of them debt-free. Yeah, but the that, university for our oldest son, um, he's, he has some loans. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel bad for that. And yet at the same time, um, education isn't a horrible investment. No, it's a good investment because you will. It is proven that as you go through life, the more education you have, the more the better jobs you can secure mm-hmm. and the more financially secure you can become. Well, the way I looked at it with my son, because I don't like going in debt, but I said, well, you're going to be coming out of your four-year degree with some debt, but it's about the same as you would um, if you bought a brand-new SUV, and in five years to ten years, the SUV wouldn't be worth anything, but that college degree will be, be worth valuable everything, the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. So you just have to kind of put it in perspective sometimes, but it is kind of scary, the cost of education. Hillary says relationships. Some people can be real jerks. We moved around a lot and finally about junior high decided I wasn't going to be pushed around anymore. Things were better in high school and college was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just kind of have to stand Mm -hmm. up. What did Sherry say? Sherry says abstract math problems that related to nothing and had no meaning for verbal thinkers. Amen. Same with chemistry. If only teachers had transplanted these things. Tran- translated. Translated these. Translated instead of transplanted. These things into English and showed us the real meanings and uses of the equations. I absolutely agree. You know what? In math, I remember this. I love story problems. I didn't like this the regular problems on the board, but if they didn't made them into a story problem, much much more fun. And that's funny because I dislike the story problems, and I just like doing the math. See, there you <laughs> so go. Personality. Just different brains here. Yeah, Jamie. But, Jamie says discipline. Mm-hmm. I had the hardest time in college doing what needed to uh, needed done unless I was working on a small time crunch. Uh, I did. I did not work. I know my grades would have suffered because I would not do my work. I also had trouble with spelling. Oh, I always say, praise God for spell check. Yes, I agree on that. Yeah, but yeah, I understand that completely, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's hard not to get distracted, especially if you've got lots of things going on. Mm-hmm. Discipline is a big deal. Yeah. Sheila says, getting up in the morning. Amen again. And then, of course, Carolyn says, getting up in the morning. I'm with Sheila. Oh, and studying for tests like geometry. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> So that's everybody's comments. Oh, mm-hmm. one more. Uh, Mary says, I've been, I, I have never been disciplined. Learning came easy and I could make honor roll without opening a book. So when it came to life, I had missed the most important life skill, that of setting a goal and following through. That plays through in many areas of my life today, my devotional life, diet, even uh, the day-to-day stuff. For instance, why do daily... Um, why do daily grind when it's just a few minutes I can get it done from start to finish? I don't get it. Why do daily grind? Okay. I can get done from start to finish. Much easier to get distracted with a book or Facebook or whatever. I'm not sure about part of that. I don't know what she meant. But. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I know some people that book learning is just really easy for them. They don't really have to work at it. And others of us kind of plod along and have yeah. to kind of break things up into little goals. And, yeah. you know, but but like she said, there's good skills. And like I said, when I struggled with history in fifth grade, I learned some good skills sure. on how to study. Okay, so what we found from all the comments 
was that there seems to be some threads going through. And what I noticed was there was the social aspect of school and then mm-hmm. the discipline of actually getting your studies done mm-hmm. that were the hardest things for people. Yeah. At least that's what it boiled down to. Um, I think that um, succeeding in school, really, you have, to de- you have to decide, are you going... I think you have to give and take a little bit for both the social and the educational part of it. Because in order to survive in this world, not only are you going to have to have the knowledge, but you need to be able to use that knowledge effectively. Mm-hmm. So there are social aspects of school that I think are important to pay attention to. And there's studies that are important. I think the sometimes people go for such the great grades, the academic part of it, that they miss out on the social aspect of it as well. And then there's others that go totally for the social aspect and completely miss out on the educational part. So I think mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle ground is where it's really right, if that makes sense. Yeah, to pay attention to your education, but also to be kind to people. Well, you know, what good is it? What good is it not to enjoy what you're doing? You know, if you just go through it and blah, 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 what, you know, are you just getting to that end goal? You need to enjoy it while you're doing it or it's mm-hmm. really not, it's not but, very fun. And I think people have to realize too that there's different ways of enjoying it. Well, I tried to make it fun is what I did. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoyed being part of like, um, what would you call it? Service groups. Yeah, I was exactly. part of like yeah. girls league and stuff I, that you can and, do that gave back to the school a little bit. Yeah, and, and, and I did some sports and then I think my junior, senior year, um, I was like the track statistician, so I got yeah, to yeah. ride on the. Yeah, I was a football the, manager. Yeah, the track meets because I, I was really fast in grade school. I was like the fastest in my class in grade school and in running. And then by high school, I had hips, and it kind of slowed me down. <laughs> but I was good at math, so I um I ended up doing the stats for for the track meets. And yeah. anyway, um. You know, there's different ways to be involved, and and you don't have to do everything. You don't have to do what everyone thinks is the popular thing. You can find your own niche. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, um, what about as a as a parent now? What do you think is some of the things that you are are that you do to really help your kids succeed in school, Amy? Um, I encourage consistency. Mm-hmm. And um, keeping up on their work and not getting behind. And um, I encourage them to study before their quizzes and tests, review what they've done. Mm-hmm. And um, then we try to do things outside of school, too. You know, get together with friends. And because we homeschool, you don't have the social aspect built in. Right. So it's a little bit more work for us in past years, um our kids have been involved in the YMCA programs. Right, or, and uh, class, other community classes and stuff. Community classes and church things, sure. youth sure. groups. Youth group, and, yeah. and so we have to go out and search for things more than um, if you go to a public school or private school. Some of those things are built in. So really, basically, what you're saying is being involved in your kids' lives. You know, you I, know it's not just a matter yeah. of getting them through the thing, but be involved with them. I listened to a program years ago that really encouraged me. It was on Focus on the Family, and it was specifically about raising your kids um, regarding school. Mm-hmm. And I liked the conclusion that they came out with. What was, was it? It was that no matter which way you d- you chose to school your children, whether it was public school, private school, or homeschool, the key was to be involved and to know what was going on, um, have an active part in their schooling. If you, 
I talked to a... Now, you're not trying to control not that. Not trying to control, but But to, you, you want to be there for support, and you mm-hmm. want to be involved in your kids' lives so they know you love them and care about them. Yeah. And you're there to help. Well, I, I talked to the advisor at the college that both my boys went to, and she said that she'd had a really good experience working with homeschool moms. And, and I laughed, and I made light of it to a, a degree, but I told her, well, you know why? It's because if... People send their kids to a school and the kids don't do well. The people tend to blame the school. Right. And then the school people tend to blame the parents. Right. But when you homeschool, there's nobody to blame there's no but yourself. one to blame. So if things aren't working out, I had, a, I had a child that was having a hard time with math. And I tried helping him. And then I yeah. hired a tutor to help him. And then... He ended up taking some extra classes at the college. And at his own expense. At his own expense. And but, um, but the thing is, is I had to encourage him, okay, we're having a problem with this. Let's figure out how to, to solve it. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't always do everything for him, but I would try to point him in the right direction. And yeah. then it's up to them. But, but as parents, we can't just assume that, a school is going to take care of everything, and that this school is going to teach well, we're, manners, we're, and this school is going and, to teach And our them. belief is that God has given us to be a steward over our kids for 18 years, mm-hmm. and then and then we release them, but they're still always our kid. Yeah. And there's a certain amount of responsibility that we have to raise them properly, and part of that is being involved in their school yeah. well, somehow. The, the Bible. Or their education. The Bible commands us to train <laughs> up our children in the way they should go. And training is an everyday process. Like if you're training for an Olympic um, sport. Sure. Our friend you, Brian is a, yeah, a decathlon trying, guy. Yeah. And, and he trains every single day yeah. getting ready for the thing coming up. And so you can't really do training. You don't win the race unless you're not Yeah, you prepared. can't coach or train a child if you're not involved in their life. Exactly. And, and it can work if they're in public school or if they're private school. You know, it just takes a little bit of effort to know what what's going on and seeing if there's any gaps that need to be sure, filled in. Sure. And um, I have a, a great question for you. Okay. Um, one of the people in our life, up until a point when he passed away, was Grandpa Bale. Mm-hmm. And he was what I would term a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Him and Aunt Ruth, um, oh, yeah. I think of my Grandma Hanson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of other people in my life that, uh, and Grandpa Moyer. Were people that um, after they got the, I don't know if, I don't know if all of them had college or not. Did your grandpa have college? You know, my grandpa only went through high school. He was in the first graduating class of South Bend High School, and that was when there wasn't a road from yeah, so where he, he lived. He actually boated across the river. He to had it. to boat across but, the river every day. And and he, but he was one of the smartest people. That you knew he and did, that I knew. He never stopped learning. And, with, and what was his key to that? Well, how did, I mean, he was 98 years old when he passed away. I think when he when he was in high Smart school, when he was in high school, a lot of the learning had to be self-directed learning. Okay. And I've tried to encourage that with our kids mm-hmm. is to be motivated to learn themselves. And they only had two rooms in their high school. They had a room that the teacher was in that would give them assignments and things. And then they had another room that they had tables set up to do chemistry experiments and different things and then they would if they had free time they would work on memorizing passages of things sure well um he his whole life he lived to be almost 198 and then my his 
younger sister, my Aunt Ruth, lived to be 106. And they were both lifelong learners that they would just read everything they could get their hands on. They just love learning. and um, Well, they even read stuff they didn't agree with. Yeah, and Aunt Ruth, um, she actually graduated from the University of Washington um, around the time of World War One, and they were short on teachers, so she went to college, and she was a school teacher for a while, but she never stopped learning. She never owned a TV, but she was always reading and listening to the radio, and mm-hmm. she kept well, her remember- mind sharp. She memorized all the stats from all the University of Washington football and baseball yeah, and she players was a big fan, and stuff. Yeah. And, and then your grandpa, I remember, he had a big radio that he would listen to mm-hmm. all the time, a, a shortwave radio, and all, he would listen to all sorts of stuff. He, yeah. And he followed the space program avidly. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, uh, and he was a a, a a strong Christian man. Uh-huh. But he also listened. I mean, he had lots of things that he read and listened to. And oh, I remember him watching like he would have loved podcasts, wouldn't he? Yeah, he he did have a TV, and he would watch like Walter Cron- Cronkite, like talking yeah. about news and politics. And then mm-hmm. he also, I remember watching In Search of. Remember with Leonard yeah, Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy, yeah, Spock. And um, yeah, I remember my great aunt. Um, talking to me about aliens in the Bible yeah. from the book of Ezekiel. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and uh, so anyway, she she and my uncle or my grandpa, um, they just, they really were good examples to me of people that were constantly learning. And that, see, that's a key. Grandma Hanson was the same way. She was always, she always had articles that she would read. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes they would be from the Star magazine, so they weren't really, <laughs> they weren't really... <laughs> I, I don't. But she did like other she, stuff too. She but was Grandpa Moyer, your personality. She was a yeah, very social person. Yeah. Grandpa Moyer would had National Geographic's, and he would let us read them. And he was fascinated in discovery and mm-hmm. Egypt stuff, and you know, ancient Egypt. And, and they were always reading about how to be the best gardener. Yeah, and exactly. Stuff, so they. So that was a good example for me too. So I guess what the key there is to being a lifelong learner is to be open and continue to stimulate your mind. Don't just mm-hmm. junk out. Even though TV's fun and everything, it'd be good to, to read some stuff and to, like, now that we have the Internet, you can research so many things and get so much information. It really is worth it mm-hmm. to, to be a lifelong learner. And I know the other thing that my uh, grandma loved to do was crossword puzzles. Mm-hmm. And keeps real sharp doing crossword my, puzzles. My family, are, we're big into Scrabble. Scrabble, I yes. I love Scrabble. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, you know, the aspect, too, from coming from the point that, you know, Amy and I are both believers in God. And uh, that's why we say our our podcast is spiritual but not religious. We're not so much into the religion aspect of things, but but we do think that God is amazing. But there's a really interesting um, passage in Scripture that says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And really, now, what it means by fear isn't like, I mean, even though I, I would imagine that when we see God face to face, we're probably going to be like on the carpet or on the ground melted, Kiss you know, the carpet. whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it, what it really translates is, is be in awe yeah. and be amazed and... and out of respect. Out, out of respect to God. And that's the beginning of wisdom. And so for us, the very beginning of really having wisdom and really understanding life is to have a relationship with God mm-hmm. because he is, he's like the manufacturer. If you get the VCR manual, you, you, you can program and everything, but some of the things you can't operate nowadays, especially with some of these things, you can't operate it without the instruction manual. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important that if you know the creator of the device, they can tell you way more about the product than even the instruction manual does. And then, 
So that so to us, it's really important that we have a relationship with God because we think that's the very beginning of wisdom. Now, mm-hmm. other people have turned it around, and and people will think, well, these people that call themselves Christians are stupid, and they they are, they don't believe in science and all that. That that's, can be further not that's further well, from the truth. Really, true it's science. It's not true. True science is studying about the creation and yeah. the laws and the principles that govern the creation. It's I mean, gotten into a political thing nowadays yeah. is what it is. And I don't want to get into all that. But all that to say that if you know the creator of the universe, you you will oftentimes um, be able to find out amazing things as you discover mm-hmm. through your life. But that's really important. I think the Bible is very clear on that. In, and really, in the end, it's not what you know, but who you know that makes the big difference. Mm-hmm. And Because when... You know, you can you can spend all this money and time getting this huge education, and if you're far away from God, what good is it going to do you when you die? Yeah. Knowing God is a really cool thing, because not only do you have eternity when when you're done with life and life is over, but you've also had God to take you through this learning process and, and to help you discover things, and he keeps our perspective right, you know? Well, I know. I know a few years back, there's they started coming out with something called the EQ and um, everyone used to talk about the IQ when we were kids. Hold and... on one second. Hey, Catherine, can you check on my lunch? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I smell it, and I just want to make sure it's not going to burn. And um, if it's done, just take it out of the oven. So anyway, the, you, there is something called the IQ that we've all heard of. That's an intelligent quotient, mm-hmm. and people will spout their numbers. At What's their, the EQ? The EQ is the emotional quotient, mm-hmm. and... As much as it is nice to know lots of facts and data and stuff and so that you have a high IQ, um, to succeed in life, you really need to have a, a good EQ. As and, well. And really, spiritually, knowing God and having your faith in God and, and trust that he's going to help you work through different things, it causes a peace and a security that will help so you. So a GQ, God quotient? God quotient, sure. Sure. So anyway, I'm just saying that can help um, help you with the emotional issues in life that we talked about were the hard aspects of school. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, anytime we try to get knowledge to have power over others, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to school so you can say, hey, I'm better than you are, then that's the wrong attitude if you're going with the perspective i want to learn to be a a better person Mm -hmm. and to make a contribution to the to the community i live in and the society that i live in Mm -hmm. and make it big ultimately i believe to make a difference for god that now that is the right motive to go to school for. i mean it's awesome if people have the desire to go through medical school or or different different fields so that they'll be able to help their fellow man and you know so you're obtaining knowledge for well, a va- a, just a a good purpose. I, the word is escaping me. <laughs> I don't know for but, a higher a higher reason. I uh, guess I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So that well, you know, one of the things that that I have found over the years, the older I get, I find out that the more that I know and the more that I learn, the more I don't know and yeah. haven't learned. There is so much information out there, and the bigger. The, the more I explore who God is and, and the world around me and, and look at what's going on, I find out that I'm very small. 
A lot and he's of, very big. A lot of times, and forgive me if you're a listener that's a teenager, but sometimes teenagers think they know everything. Mm-hmm. And they don't really know anything. You know, we've been there. So yes, I'm not pointing yes, fingers. Yes. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we think we know a lot when we're well, 18 or 20. I know, and, and our kids don't even think that we think that we're the stupidest people on the planet. Then about 25 years old, they turn around and they start being nice to us again because they go, oh, you kind of knew what was going on. Well, yep, yep, and, we did. you know, when you get to be, you know, 40 or 50, you're kind of thinking, Wow, there's so much that I still don't know. Yeah, and um, you just start realizing. Well, your place I don't think you ever universe. stop. We, I think anybody who stops learning is arrogant. Yeah. The uh, there's always something we can learn from everyone, even mm-hmm. people we don't like very much. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's stuff we can learn from them too. Oh yeah. But uh, that's just about being a lifelong learner too. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I put together was some practical tips, because there's another scripture that says, "Whatever you do, in word or deed." Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God our Father. Mm -hmm. So in other words, whatever we do, whether we're learning, whether we're experiencing life, whether we're helping someone, whether we're, whatever we're doing, we're supposed to do it all in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, our motives should be to to bless God. And if that's the case, then that should straighten us out and make us do what we're supposed to do. Not doing to puff up ourselves, but to... To bring glory to God. To bring glory to God. So here it is. Uh, number one, I think, is for practical ways of becoming a lifelong learner and and really making the best out of if you're in school or if you've already graduated, if you're just trying to learn some things. Number one, I already said it, commit your ways to God. Yeah. we. You know what? We had our first day of school this week. Yeah. And, um I don't know if my daughter was thrilled about this or not. I heard you praying in there. I put my hands on her shoulder and I said a prayer. Yes, yes, you (laughs) did. I just dedicated the year to God. You know, and and to me... That's um, important. To me, that's important. And not just that you grow in academics, but also that you grow in character. Yes. You know, that... that, A well-rounded person is what we want. And not necessarily physically. (laughs) I have enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, don't throw everything out just because you disagree emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you want to be a lifelong learner? I have found that if I don't agree with somebody, I tend to just shut them off. However, I have found now that if I will listen to what they're saying, mm-hmm. I can understand them better. I may not still agree with them, but I understand their point of view. And understanding someone's point of view is fantastic because it gives you an aspect of communication you didn't have before. And that's all about listening. So mm-hmm. number two would basically be listen. Well, and I remember um, having a situation with one of my um, son's college professors where he was thinking about dropping the class mm-hmm. because the teacher's approach was quite different than what he'd gotten in homeschool. Right. And, um, and I said, you know, I think you should... You can learn a lot from this per- this professor mm-hmm. because she's a very good English teacher. Mm-hmm. I said, um, and this is your specialty. You like to write. And look what happened. And he ended up getting the English Student of the Year Award and writing plays for this teacher. And, and really with enjoyed her. her after. But he had mm-hmm. to look past but, the things he disagreed but with. But he had to, to say, he had to say how he felt, but mm-hmm. that he thought that he could learn a lot from her and ask if they could work something out. And they did. And she did. She worked with him and, yeah. and um, you know, helped him work through some of the things he was uncomfortable with and um, work around it, and, yeah. and they worked it out. All right, how about number three? It says complete against your... No, no, not complete. Oh, 
compete against yourself, not others. I think that that is a big, there, there's such a competition in school to be better than so-and-so. When in the end, the competition doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. At the end, it doesn't. Because, you know, most of the people we know in high school, we won't know in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, Facebook has actually brought more people together than anything else now yeah. that used to be in high school together. But seriously, when we compete, sometimes we lose sight. We just get into the competition thing and we're really not mm-hmm. learning for to be a better person or to yeah. understand more. So it's so important that we get a grip on that and compete against ourselves. Try to do better than you did before. I, I know... Um... Our laws in Washington State are that we have to test our kids with a standardized test every year. Mm-hmm. And if you homeschool, if you homeschool, I think public schools have something kind of like that. Oh but yeah, anyway, they have an achievement they have test. Lots of tests. Yes. But anyway, um, my kids would want to know how they stacked up against everybody else. And, right. And what I tried to do is record year to year where they were and say, look at. This is where you've improved in each subject. And, you know, in some they would improve a lot. And mm-hmm. others not as much. And we'd work on those next, those more the next year. Yeah. And I always try to compare them with last year's test scores. Because to me, personal growth is, and more, important. is more important than where they stacked up um, compared to other kids. Right. And if they were, you know, a little bit delayed on one area, we just worked a little bit more on that. Well, and but... what we found is that that they they catch up in different areas as they yeah. go along in life. The older you get, the more things you, you read better, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's really where it's at. Yeah. Uh, how about number four? Learn because it makes you a deeper person that you can help others, not so that you get power. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good practical tip if you really want to make a lifelong, be a lifelong learner. How about number five? says make the most of your time don't spoil the moment there we can squander away so many things if we aren't conscious of what we're doing mm-hmm. so it's really important to you know we only we there are certain times in our life that we are in classes and stuff and those are just certain times mm-hmm. make the most out of it why yeah. you know why squander that away you only get that chance a few times in your life mm-hmm. and why not use it to to get the most out of it so i think yeah. it's important that when there are opportunities to learn to take them if there's mm-hmm. a class you really want to take take it why are you putting it off you know if there's a photography class that you're knowledge and you want to and you want to be a better picture taker why not take it mm-hmm. you know if there's a, a software that you really want to learn why not go online and watch the video about it you know why not learn now mm-hmm. take the moment and take the opportunity and take the moment and then the last but not least this is really interesting it's very biblical it says share what you learn with others what good is it to learn all these different things and be a better person if we don't share it with anyone I, I know as a woman, one of the scriptures that talks about women in the New Testament says, older women instruct the younger women. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just talking about and women. There, and but, there's a, another scripture that says, um, uh, share share all the things you learn with your instructor or with, mm-hmm. with others. And, and it's just really important. Well, and as, as parents, we already talked about training up your children in sure. the way they should go on. And, and By the way, you says, know that that scripture actually says, train up a child in the way or the avenue that they're good at, and when bent. they're older, they yeah. won't depart from it. In That's actually bent. what it says. Yeah. So in other words, it means that find your child's heart and what they're good at and mm-hmm. encourage them in that, and they will do really well in their life. I mean, that, that's why we have one son at a university studying cinematography film and, and film. creative stuff, and then and we have another we, doing carpentry. Yeah, because, you know, as a parent, 
we're to observe mm-hmm. God's creation yeah. and observe And we watch our gifts. kids and what they're good at. We encourage them. And I do the same thing in life with not just my kids, but my friends. Mm-hmm. If I know a friend that's a good writer, I encourage them to write. If I know a friend that's a, a, a good athlete, I encourage them to continue running and doing their stuff. You know, I, that's that's what we're supposed to do in life. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be encouragers. And well, yes. I think with our kids, it's really important. As um, you were a youth pastor for 20 years, that's what you did full time. Yeah. Is, you know, talking with different kids and seeing what they were kind of a Christian guidance counselor, I Well, guess. yeah, kind of, yeah. But you're not really guiding them. You're just noticing the things that and they're good at. And encouraging them in the encouraging things they're good at. Because pursue that. everybody needs to know they're good at something. Yeah. And everybody is good at something. Well, God puts gifts in everyone. Mm-hmm. And, without, and we just need to recognize them. Without... Um, preference he gives everyone gifts something they're good at hopefully out of the program today you've learned a few ways on how to be a better student how to um in life or even if you're going to the school right now you know we're our prayer is that you learn everything you can and go for it um if you're not in school anymore but you're just in life learning uh, our prayer is that you soak up all the information you can and do something good with it Mm -hmm. and especially our prayer is that you would serve god with what you know yeah. Uh, because that's really all we're responsible for is doing what we know is the right thing to do. I mean, we, that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And so we just encourage you to be a lifelong learner and continue to, to go forward. And hopefully school hasn't dazed you, uh, <laughs> but but you can be a lifelong learner. Anything else you want to add, Amy, before we pray? Um, all I would say is keep at it. Um, you know, we've had different times with our own kids and in our own lives um, that times would get there would be things that would be frustrating. And um, I I would just say, just give yourself a little grace. Slow down if you need to, but keep at it. Consistency is the key. Push forward. That's a good thing. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. All right, well, let's pray. Father, we thank you for each and every person that's listening to this podcast today. And we thank you, God, that you have put us on this earth in a place where we can learn so much. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to learn from everyone, but especially that we would learn from you. And that, God, we would be people that would be productive in our society, that we care about people, that we would help others, and, Lord, that we would uh, be lifelong learners because of you. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, that's it for us today. Uh, Next week, we're going to have a special visit from our friend Wendell Edwards. Uh, He's going to be here in the studio, and we're going to talk about overcoming adversity which I would call, maybe I might call it uh, a new leg to stand on. What do you think? Okay, or a prayer to stand on. He's not standing on a prayer. He's standing on a new leg. Oh, okay. Well, we'll think about it. I like that. I like. I think I'm going to name it that. A leg to stand on. No, a new leg to stand a on. A new leg to stand on. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to call it. So anyway, enjoy that. Uh, and please tune. A tune? No. Download the next podcast as well. I hope you learned something good today. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Rick at Take Him With You. Rick at Take Him With You. Visit our website at TakeHimWithYou.com. Our Facebook sites, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Rick.Moyer or Amy.Moyer. Mm-hmm. You can always uh, check out our video blog at YouTube.com slash RickMoyer777. And as always, if you feel uh, feel led to donate to help the podcast continue, we'd love to uh, hear from you that way too. Just go to our website, TakeHimWithYou.com and click on the Donate button. And Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. Okay, we'll see you next week.
fairies are getting us. I know. What did you do? I didn't do anything. What did you do? I'm nothing. You're the bad one between the two of us. Well, that is true. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set during filming of Season 4, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of The Guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evey, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information.